Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show with your host, Nadia Khalil. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to today's show. Today is the 18th of July. I can't believe we have this far. And the people who are filming are coming today. So, wow, it's so exciting. I thought that they were, like, going to float in today and come in tomorrow. And they're like, nope, we need, like, to own you for, like, the next five days. So I kind of panicked yesterday and tried to get everything done. But I'm, I'm ready. I'm good. And we'll see what happens. But today we have Dream Theme Thursday. And... There's, I have to tell you, so many dreams that coincide. I had two people who know each other, known each other for a long time, and they um, can't listen because they work, one of them works really, really late and um, doesn't end till like one o'clock in the morning. So they're, they're not awake, so they listen to the archives. But I have to talk about this because it's, it fascinated me. There were, it's a man and a woman, they're friends. They've been friends for a long time. They just keep up. They help each other through life. If they don't see each other for a while, they, they like have to reach out. They're just bonded. Somehow they have this bond. And one of them is, they both are in relationships, but one of them is married. They just happen to be a man and a woman. And he's in um, an abusive relationship believe it or not the other way around um and he knows it but he he just can't leave and you know really taught me very objectively how the strength of manipulation if it's been going on long enough it's almost devastating to leave so much so especially when it is um, the male because they're never looked at as being the one being abused. And how hard it is to separate your mind from that person. So the two, uh, the friend and, and him, the, the two friends in all of this little circle of people talk a lot about these issues. And one day the man was troubled and he came to his friend and he said, I'm really, really troubled. I had a dream and I don't know if it took me to the dark side or not. And I said, I don't know. How did you feel when you had the dream? Because he wasn't really coughing up the dream. He was just concerned because it was so real and I know you know if you've ever had a real dream you wake up and you really do feel like it happened and it just usually makes you feel really good the nightmares will wake you up in the middle of them like you'll actually wake up or be so conscious of the fact that wow this is happening but in the other dream it was just it was real so he felt really bad and I said well why why did you think it took you to the dark side? And 
the answer just killed me, he said, because it made me really happy. It felt so good in the dream. And then I dreamed it again, like a couple of days later, and it made me happy again. And I thought to myself, isn't that funny? When something makes us happy, we question it. When something makes us upset, we either expect it or we accept it. But when something makes us happy, even if it's in a dream, a place we had no control over what was going to fly in and out of our head, so felt guilty, so felt bad. Because it made him feel good. Stuff that's going on in everyday life is accepted. And I didn't know what the dream was about. But I said to him, at the very least, your life is exciting that you do have that excitement. It is alive and well in you. That's the most important part of all of this, is that there is this door. It is open. It wants you to walk through, but it's waiting until you are ready. And it's it's interesting because people will say, well, I had this really dumb dream. And then they'll tell me the dream, and I'm like, that wasn't dumb at all. What are you talking about? And then I realize there's no such thing as a dumb dream. Every dream has a story to tell. So I'm going to get to the dream sound. I just have to tell you that because it's, it's funny. I couldn't stop thinking later. You know, accept what comes through you because it comes through you for a reason, and it was so powerful, so deep inside of your body and mind and soul that it just found a way to turn it into a story and tell you that story and guide you through it and walk you through it. So I have a dream that um, I'll start with this one. It's a shorty. And it says, Dear Nadia, I have an anonymous dream for Thursday. I dreamed the person I am married to said to me that he was going to make a choice. I asked, which one? He said, you know what I am going to do. And I didn't feel like I could live without him. Then he said, yeah, you can't let a person make that choice. Then I, then I thought that I am going to Germany. And so all this dream is telling you, telling your soul, is that every day in, in your mind somewhere, it's like Groundhog Day. It's like when the, the security of thinking that that person will really love you forever is scary to believe 
So you kind of think that every day is a new day. Every day is a day to make a new decision. Do you want to stay? Do you want to go? Even if you're married. It's like you being married isn't enough of a commitment that every day it's a question. I'm going to leave you. I'm going to stay. I'm going to leave you. I'm going to stay. I'm going to leave you. I'm going to stay. Instead of just you're here and let's be happy that we're here. But the fear of that person leaving there, there's a lot behind that door. I mean, if you keep thinking that the person you're with is going to leave, how do you get to that calm? Because everything you do is going to be through this filter of maybe he'll stay, but he's already there. He's staying. So why do you think you would have a dream that keeps saying there's a choice to still be made. First, the choice is to get married. Then the drama continues after you get married is the choice to leave. And it goes on and on and on. Yesterday, I was watching Dr. Phil. And sometimes I put him on like a radio, you know, the show, even though it's on like my iPad and it's like a little TV in my office. It's like a radio because I can't look at it and watch it, but I can hear it and, and do my work. And there was a couple, and they've been married 20 years, and the man apparently has a sex addiction. And they were talking about them leaving. And I thought, gosh, it was one of those moments, those Christ moments where I look and I go, geez, people are still saying he cheated on me. He did this. She did that. And need to be right or feel validated because of somebody else's actions. She was so beat up just trying to be right because he convinced her she was crazy and he wasn't doing anything she was accusing him of doing. And it just, I, I just caught a glimpse and I thought, I have to see these people. And I turn around and I look at them and I think they had wigs on both of them or they normally wore them, but um, just to maybe mask, I'm not sure. But it felt, <clears throat> excuse me, it felt like such an old paradigm. All I thought was, wow, with all the things going on in life, we're still pointing fingers. Because we're so injured, we have to play out our injuries in our relationships. <clears throat> and Dr. Phil looked at her and said, why do you want him to admit something you know the answer to? They were on the show because he wouldn't admit it. And she said, he told me I was crazy. I just want to know that I'm not crazy. And he said, you already know the answer. You don't need him to tell you the answer. You have proof, you have this, you have that. You don't need him to say it. But when we are in the situation, it's really hard. Because breaking up really is a big deal to that couple, even though we've seen it a million times 
when you are in this situation, it is so painful. It's hard to, like, disengage from the habits, from the person, from the house, from the lifestyle, from the kids. It just goes on and on and on. So when you have a dream that your partner says to you, you know what I am going to do, like it's a big threat and you're under the threat, it's because in your view, you view yourself as the victim of somebody else's decisions. And you have to ask yourself, why you don't feel you deserve love, a marriage, and that somebody else is going to make a choice that will affect and hurt your heart and mind, and you're waiting for it. Because in the dream, when you say, I am married, and what's said to me is, you know, in capital letters, what I'm going to do, Yet, you can't, in capital letters, let a person make that choice with the emphasis on basically you can't control. You may be manipulative, and you may feel like they may see through it, or they have seen through it, and they want nothing more to do with it, or you get found out for maybe little things you're trying to set up emotionally, mentally, or physically. And on top of it, feel like the victim of their choice. It's like you're pushing them to the edge and then you're going to kind of break down if they actually do what you're pushing them to do. So you really have to think about your relationship because the dream, as little as I thought it was going to be, is very reflective of you possibly feeling guilt for doing certain things and feeling like the person should leave you. But if they leave you, their action is bigger than what you did. And now you don't want to live without them. And now you might be sorry. And it's just this cycle of what goes on in, in between people when one of the two people has in them that feeling of, you know, drama, drama driven, you know, likes to create scenes and plays them out and then wonders what's going to happen. And it's, it's exhausting to do those things or to be in a relationship where you just never know from day to day. I was in a relationship where he did in real life keep threatening me that he was going to go away, that he wanted a divorce, like it was the big stick that he hit me with emotionally every time he felt I was, believe it or not, happy. My happiness truly upset him. And I would cry. I did not want my family broken up. I was just devastated that anyone I was married to would say that to me. But in real life, he would say, things like, you know, he even said to me, you know what you have to do when I was pregnant because he knew I wanted children. And you say, how the heck does someone get themselves in a situation like that? 
because nobody acts like that when you're getting married. It's after you get married that the stuff shows up. The markers were there, but we're still too naive yet to know. But I got so sick of the teeter-totter of yes, no, maybe. So I thought, how could we be questioning? We have all this going on. Why are we questioning whether or not we're married? We're married. Didn't get it. But then one day that teeter-totter went to one side and the other side went up. And I was on the side that went up and he was on the side that was stuck to the ground with the same old story and I was sick of it. And I agreed. I agreed. It was like the hundredth time. And I said, okay. It's the only time I ever said, okay. But I meant it, which was different than saying it as a threat. He was saying it as a threat because in his brain, he felt, well, if she cries, then she must still care. I did not know that at the time. I thought he would kick his heels up and run in the streets happier than a pig in mud that he finally got what he wanted. And that was to get away from me. But that's not what happened. But because I understood ego without knowing what ego was at that time, or I knew what it was, but I didn't understand the extent of its behavior. I knew that I had this window of opportunity to make this happen talked about leaving, I could see that he was real excited, like this weird excited, like, wow, we're finally doing something and, you know, we're challenging the relationship. I went and got papers. I went to the courthouse. I got papers and I said, here, sign. I'm not kidding. I'm with you, buddy. And he signed them and he, he was like almost daring me. But I understood ego enough to know that there were these cycles. And every three months, I would get it for a month. Of I'm going to leave you. I'm going to leave you. I'm going to leave you. And then he'd be sorry for a month. The third month, tried to buy me stuff to show me how sorry he was. And then back again, once I, get, I would get happy again, come and start tearing me down. And it would just go on. It was like a rhythm. So you have to ask yourself, person in this dream, what do you want? Forget what somebody else wants from you or what they can do to you to hurt your life. And ask yourself why you are in a place where you think it's going to end. And the way your brain is calculating all your feelings is telling you that it's going to be them. One day they're going to be the ones to tell you they're going to leave. They've had enough. You have to ask yourself that because I never asked myself, gosh, well, why am I with someone who doesn't want to be with me? Instead, I cried. 
because I couldn't believe it hurt me deeply that somebody I lived with who saw me every day did not want to do that anymore. That what I did, what I put in, what I wanted was not enough. So where are you not enough? Where does it hurt? Why does it hurt? You feel close enough to your partner to talk about those things. To say, hey, you know what? I had this dream and, you know, I must feel insecure or I must feel like I've done things that might not be okay. Or I must feel like you are not happy. But there's a reason why you start having dreams. And when you capitalize things in what you write, it's almost like you're daring fate. Well, I'm not good enough to be with, so you keep dreaming that they're going to leave. And that could be it, too. But really, really look at your own mind. Forget the other person for a minute and ask yourself, do I do this everywhere I go? Because I knew that before I got there, he, you know, was in his late 30s when he married me. He'd never been married. So he'd gone through relationships, and I I knew that, but, you know, in my culture and the way I got married, I felt special when he married me, like, oh, wow. But he didn't have to work hard for me. He just had to act for me from my parents because that's how the culture works. So we really have to. Pay attention to what we are thinking, what we want, and include ourselves in the equation, whether we're the ones causing what's going on or not. So pay attention. I got another dream. Hello, Nadia. Would you mind doing this dream anonymously on Thursday? The one with the butterfly still interests me. I don't know where that one was. I may have not seen it, but we'll do this dream. I dreamed I was deciding on whether to get a pair of shoes in a shoe store, and at half past seven, I suddenly realized that they were closed, and the manager, supervisor, assistant manager was standing around me. I asked if they were closed, and they said yes. They had closed at seven. I was so wrapped up in trying to decide that I didn't notice. I knew I shouldn't spend the money, but I liked the shoes and had no time left to decide. So I just got them. Then I was at the bus stop where I was waiting for the bus wearing the new shoes. They were beautiful. You worked in the store and I kept trying to call you, but no one picked up. I saw Michael, a guy who had used me in the past. He looked at me trying to get my attention in a self manner, like, forgive me, also on the phone, but I ignored him and was happy that he didn't get my attention. Finally, someone was about to pick up, but I thought maybe I should hang up rather than asking you as my question had already been answered, as I did think you'd be there, but again, was too indecisive. And then one of the managers picked up and I didn't know what to tell him. I said, is Nadia Khalil there? I might 
I meant to talk to her. I had just bought shoes. Maybe she has gone home. I will try later on. And it seems stupid, but I had nothing to say other than I didn't mean to talk to you. So as you hear this, because I know you wrote it, but as you hear it, how does it feel to hear that? Because it's a lot of indecisiveness. I went to the store to buy a pair of shoes. The store was closing. I had to make a decision. But I didn't have enough money. I shouldn't have really been spending the money. So now I'm going to scale back. You're spending money that you don't have to spend, but you go to the store because this is something because I I had to live without money for so long. I realized that if I didn't see something, I wouldn't buy it, right? Because the whole thing is sometimes we get impulsive because we put ourselves in the bait. We're the bait. We go to the store. The store becomes the bait. And we start seeing all this stuff. And we say, well, I'll just get this or I'll get that or, or however it is. And, and we actually don't have the money to buy it, but we buy it. So we, we feel like, you know, kind of like we're, we're tempting ourselves. But in it all, you're forced to make a decision because they're going to close. So that part of it being forced to make a decision is the biggest part of your dream. Not having the time to decide because you put yourself in a position of not paying attention to what's going on around you. And because you didn't, you're forced to make a decision. It's like a make or break. You either do it or you don't. So I would take that little thought right there and I would build a bridge over here that says hey you know what what am I not seeing around me because this whole dream pulled out a pair of shoes you got a pair of beautiful shoes but you saw an old boyfriend that used you and that means many many things however you may have perceived that You wanted to talk to people, but you really didn't have that much to say. So it's all about that mental formulation. What do you want out of situations? How do you prepare for it? Are you seeing everything that's around the decision you want to make going in and coming out? Because every time we want something, what happens to us? All we do is see what we want. I want that pair of shoes. I want that car. I want to live in that house. I want that job. So you're micro-focused on what you are going to get. And sometimes, and oh, this has happened to me so many times, you want something so bad that you're willing to do anything for it. And I remember, not so much older, because you start to learn yourself a little better, but I remember making deals with God. Oh, man, if I just get that, I will be happy, and I won't need anything else, and I will be fine. I won't ask for anything, and I will make it work. I even went as far as doing that with people I had a crush on or, and I didn't even know them, but at that time, I didn't think I needed to know them. 
because, you know, everything in our mind is magical. It's just magical. We don't know yet reality. So your dream, all I'm telling you in it, is pay attention to what goes on around the things you want. Doesn't mean you don't know how to do that or you haven't ever done it. It's just that the dream, this dream, is giving you kind of the window to look through to say, hey, you know, if there's anything you're thinking about doing or you're already doing, like you're already physically doing it in your life, pay attention to what's going around it. Know what questions to ask of yourself, of the situation what's going on around it, not just the goal that's so myopic that the parts that you need to make that goal happen are ignored or just not noticed. And you always say, well, how do I know what I don't know? Start asking yourself questions. If I really want this to happen, how do I make it happen? Google people who work here. What are the things that they have to focus on? And ask those questions, 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 questions. Yesterday, we did the thing with relationships. What's the most important thing is communication. That's true for you, for your life, for your heart. That's true for everything you do. We do. So that's a good dream. It's a good, a lot of little moving parts, but it all just says communicate. Communicate with yourself. Make it happen. You guys, I'll see you on Questions Friday. Have a great Thursday. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com.